are so many different ideas about good health. How do you separate the myths from the facts? Welcome to Healthy View Radio with your trio of co-hosts, Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fennighaus. Today, you'll learn what it takes to be healthy and happy within a stressful world from three experts walking their talk. Here is Lisa, Andrea, and Michelle. Hello, all of you fabulous people. My name is Andrea Beeman, and I know that you've been patiently waiting since last Thursday to hang out with me, Michelle Fenninghaus, and Lisa Lutan again for a little bit of fun and healthy wisdom. Some might even say that you have a craving for Healthy View Radio, which is our hot topic today, cravings. The definition of a craving is a powerful desire for something, a hankering, an urge. Some cravings are healthy, like listening to Healthy View Radio, and some cravings are not so healthy. (laughs) So if you had an urge to turn on the radio and tune into Facebook or to watch us today, uh, then I would say you have a healthy hankering for our show. And we would like to support you in that by showing up every week. (laughs) (laughs) We try. We try. (laughs) But before we get down to our deep desires and yearnings and where they come from and why, we'd like to thank our sponsor. Giovanni Cosmetics. They have Echo Chic hair care products that can be found at your local Whole Foods, Kroger's, or Sprouts health food stores. And because we know that you have an urge to purchase these products, we are offering you a $2 coupon. Go to GiovanniCosmetics.com forward slash HVR and download your coupon today to satisfy your cravings for these particular products. So now I bring it to my girls. Ask my awesome (laughs) (laughs) co-hosts. What do you have a craving for? And is it a healthy craving or an unhealthy craving? I give it to you. Oh, we're health coaches. We have unhealthy cravings? Are you kidding me? That never happens, ever. Well, I actually do get cravings for grilled salmon very often. I have to put that out there. You know, it's, they say, when we think of cravings, we think of like cupcakes and stuff, but I crave healthy stuff often. I definitely still crave sweets, even though I stay away from the sugar most of the time. I think there's just something there, but usually a banana or something like that totally is, satisfies me. But yeah, lots of cravings. How about you? Our listeners are like... Shut up. <laughs> you crave a banana and salmon. What the hell's the matter with you? <laughs> well, I'll share, uh, I'll share a craving story with you girls. Um, when I was in my early 30s, I, um, I had gone uh, vegan, right? And, um, and I remember like two years into my vegan journey, I started to have cravings for meat. Like literally, I would walk down the street and they have those shish kebab stands, right? And I would pass by and smell the lamb and I'd be like drooling. And I'm like, that's, you know, like that is a craving. Like, why am I having this craving? What's going on? And I was, because I was up in my head about veganism, instead of listening to my physical body, it took me a a long time to really sit down and say, okay, it's time to put meat back in. And I remember um, sitting in meditation and I'm like, okay, what does this mean? What does this mean if I pass by the shish kebab and I'm craving, craving all this meat? What does it mean? And in meditation, literally, was the answer, eat meat. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking around at the universe. I'm like, are you kidding me? But eat meat, you know, everything that I read about, I'm going to go to hell, all this stuff. <laughs> right? 
So I had to satisfy that craving because my physical body was actually starting to break down. I was noticing squeaking in my knees. And again, I was in my early 30s. I would walk up my stairs and I hear these little in my knees. So I had to listen to that craving. My physical body was craving something and there was a reason for it. So do you girls have like, uh, you're craving salmon, Lisa. Mm-hmm. Well, so I all the time. You know, when I, when people change their diet, and I'm sure you went through this at a certain point, Lisa, you know, it's common to go from craving Doritos and brownies and soda or whatever, or coffee to craving dark leafy greens and salmon. I mean, I think people do get to that point, but, um, your story reminded me, and I, I've probably told you about this before, Andrea, I feel like we've had this conversation when I was pregnant for the first time, that was the meat cravings for me. Cause I too had gone in a vegan direction. And when I got pregnant, I have never craved steak like that before in my life. In fact, I wanted very specifically a Philadelphia cheesesteak. And I lived in Boston and you cannot get a Philly cheesesteak in Boston. It was hell. <laughs> wow. I craved chocolate chip cookies, black olives, and grapefruit. But wow. <laughs> different pregnancies were all different. But yeah. But I have to clarify something. Like I have one of the worst sweet tooths of anyone I know. And that's why I have to stay away from it because I literally eat something sweet and I'm thinking about sweet all day long. And I found personally for me to try to get away from that is really helpful. And so when I think of taking sugar out of my life, it's not because of not having a little sugar is okay. It's because I can't stand having those super strong cravings. They drive me nuts. Oh, so your craving leads to more and more cravings. Like, like yes. your craving, when you go for the sugar, you're actually not satisfied with the sugar. And now it's more and more and more and more and more and more. And every day after that, at the same time, I just want more and more and more. And if I just take a break, eventually it starts subsiding. But yeah, I'm so sensitive to it. Wow. Oh my gosh. Go ahead, Lisa. I'm using Michelle. Well, as for Whoever sugar you are. cravings, this is the other one, this again had to do with having a baby, but in a totally different way. Because the first, you know, pregnancy cravings can often be um, driven by what your body really needs to, to sustain the baby that you're growing. So in my case, I really needed some red meat in my system, right? But um, in terms of sugar, at least after the baby was born, holy Moses, I had such a hard time transitioning to motherhood and that kid would not nap. And every time I got him down for a nap, I would tiptoe out of the room because I knew I only had 30 minutes and I would go downstairs and I would just eat all of the JoJo's. You know, JoJo's? <laughs> what's a JoJo? What is a JoJo? They're like Oreos, but from Trader Joe's, they're way better oh than Oreos they have. Those weren't around when I was pregnant. No, I'm sorry about that. They were a necessity. I needed, I literally would go to Trader Joe's and buy no fewer than three boxes of JoJo's every week and self-medicate while my baby was napping because- Why eat giant chocolate chip cookies like that big? Like huge chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> but those, talk about a sugar craving, man. I mean, I was, I was way out of control, way, way, way out of control with those. It was such a need for, 
you know, I need something to feel good. I need stress relief. I need, um, I need a break. I need all these things I really did need as a new mom who's struggling, you know, with all the new mom things, bleeding nipples and whatnot. I think. And then you put the Jojo's on them and everything's good. <laughs> and then you have wardrobe malfunction when the Jojo falls off. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, like cravings, I think that, um, pregnant women are really, really intuitive and they know what they need. You know, like even the old, you know, um, it's not a wives tale, but like the women who were pregnant and they're craving pickles, right? So why are they craving so much pickles as the, as the, uterus, right, starts to grow and expand, it actually pushes up on the stomach and the stomach shrinks. It gets, it doesn't shrink, but it, it gets, it loses its full capacity. So women, when they're pregnant, will crave fermented foods and pickled foods because they're pre-digested. So it's less work for their stomach, right? So they crave pickles and guess what else they crave? Ice cream, and in your case, gigantic cookies, right? <laughs> the, size of, the size of a house. Right. <laughs> <laughs> because sugar and ice cream, right? That sweet flavor. Um, ice cream does two things. It has sugar and fat. So the fat, you need to build the whole entire nervous system as well as the bone structure of the baby. And the sugar is for energy, right? Sugar is yeah. energy. It's so you're craving it because what happens when you're pregnant, the baby's taking everything, all your nutrition. I mean, they're literally little tiny sorry, parasites. <laughs> suck all your nutrients out and you become depleted. Oh, and then they just grow into larger parasites. It's just <laughs> and then they take your car and then they take your house. <laughs> oh, it's so true. But you know what? It's not just for pregnant women where cravings can really lead us to what we truly need for our bodies. You know, one thing that I like to ask my clients when they have cravings, like I had one client who is very, very, very connected to drinking crystal light. And, um, you know, and it could be anything like that. It's, people just get really attached to certain foods that give them a... Give them what they need. And I think that's the important part. It's they are actually doing something good for themselves in the sense of they need something and they're doing the very best they can to fulfill it. So I ask, okay, and what do you really need? And so they're like, I told you, I need crystal light, you know? <laughs> oh my <laughs> God. Fine, you know, that's fine. <laughs> what do you really, really need? And see if we can go deeper. And often it does get to much more interesting and deeper answers. That's totally my philosophy as well. Like I look at the craving as the knock on the door saying, hello, I need something. But what is that something? A lot of times it is not food at all. It is something or wine. A lot of people think it's wine. But it's like something completely different. And so I'm like, listen to the craving, you know, honor, recognize that craving and then figure out, like Michelle said, what is it on a deeper level that you're really hungry for? Yeah. So. You know, I, I like that you're asking the clients to go deeper because that's that's where the craving is coming from. It's coming from a need inside the body. Um, I, I think that there are many healthy cravings and there are many unhealthy cravings. So like even um, the need to be loved, right? Somebody will crave a food substance and what they're looking for is a hug or some support or something like that. Um, you know, so like Michelle said, you know, ask the cra ask the the client, what do you really need? Because that craving on the surface is just telling us, hey, the body, or the, whether it's the physical body, the emotional body, or the spiritual body, or the energetic body, is it needs something. So are you giving it the right thing? Maybe that's it. How do we find what is the right thing to give the body? You got to ask the question sometimes three, 
for, and anybody can do this for themselves, by the way, but it's easy if you have a coach who's holding you accountable to actually answering the questions. But, you know, ask yourself multiple times in a row. And each time I feel like we shed a layer of BS that we're telling ourselves, oh yeah, I just need the JoJo's. Or you're like, oh, well, I just need a break. You know, and I feel like with each time you ask the question, you get a little bit closer to the true answer. And I'm a big believer, like go into the body. And this is fascinating stuff. But if you're really paying attention, a lot of times sweet foods we're craving in our lip and our mouth area and other more substantial foods. Sometimes the craving is coming from down below. So when you start down below in the the belly, the belly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a different kind of craving that too. (laughs) But the truth is like, if you really do tune into your body and start paying attention, you're going to notice it feels a little bit different depending on what you really need and what you're craving. And this is where it gets super cool. Yeah. Yeah. So like what, have you girls craved anything today, for example, or yesterday, for example, that you want to share? Yes. And this is a weird one. This is one where everyone's going to roll their eyes. Sorry. But like this morning I was like, what am I going to have for breakfast? And I opened my fridge and I had all these lentils sitting there. And I just had this vision in my head of like a warm bowl of spicy lentils And I thought, well, that's kind of a weird breakfast. So I went and I dropped my kid off at daycare because thank God they were open today with all this snow. Anyway, coming home, I'm still thinking about the lentils. And I thought, well, girlfriend, you probably need some of that iron or something that lentils going to give you. Have the bowl of lentils. And I did. And it was really good. Well, it's funny. I kind of started craving anything in a slow cooker. And I think it's because I thought, okay, snow day, something warm and cozy. I haven't made anything yet. But <laughs> but like the thought entered my mind as soon as I kind of started seeing the snow fall down yesterday. I was like, what can I make that's warm and yummy? So probably like your lentil stew or soup or chili or something like that. Well, you better get it in the slow cooker pretty soon. (laughs) Spring is coming up in two days. (laughs) Uh, Yesterday when the snow was coming down and I was, I was doing a little bit of shopping and I'm standing online waiting to get to the, to the register. And there was, um, you know, can, uh, canned clams. And, and I was like, oh my God, clam chowder. I totally want clam chowder. So it was like the thought of the snow and what you talked about, something creamy. And I was like, I'm going to go home. I'm going to make clam chowder. So I had clam chowder last night. And this morning for breakfast, I had clam chowder. It was so good. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's yeah. the question, Andrea. Yeah. New England or Manhattan? Ooh. No, it was in New England. It was in New England. You know, like Manhattan clam chowder is good, but New England clam chowder is really the bomb. Shout out to are. New England. Yeah, there are three <laughs> kinds of people in the world. There's the Manhattan clam chowder peeps, the New England clam chowder peeps, and the people that go, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, that uh, clam chowder, I... I don't know. I just always grew up with it creamy and, you know, delicious. And so the Manhattan clam chowder, even though I'm a New York City girl, you know, it's in a tomato base. So it's just, I don't know. I don't know. Who, who made that one up? Who made any of it up? <laughs> I don't know the history of clam chowder. We'll have to yeah. look it up. We'll have to have a show. What's the story about clam chowder? <laughs> Everything well, you wanted to know, but we're afraid to ask. That's right. That's right. Well, you know, like our show today is about craving. So we want to hear from you guys. We want you to put it into the feed, into the live feed, or call in and let us know what your cravings are. We'd be happy to answer that stuff. Um, and we want to hear. We want to hear what you are craving. Besides more Healthy View Radio, you want it every day instead of once a week. I understand that for sure. But for those of you that have a meat craving, it's time for our Meet Your Meat 
segment sponsored by ButcherBox. When I start working with people, I always encourage them to meet their meat, meaning I want them to know where their meat is coming from. And if the animals are naturally and humanely raised, that's very important, especially when they're in the process of healing, right? You want a, an animal that has had a good life, not some, some animal that's been stressed out in a factory farm. So um, I always suggest to my clients that they either shop at their local farmer's market or they visit the farms to see how the animals are being raised. And do you know what nine out of 10 of my clients say to me? <laughs> yeah. that, I don't have time. I don't have time to go to the farmer's market. I don't have time to go up to the farm. <laughs> you know, I, I'm working. I got family. I got this. I got, you know, they, they do not have time. And I totally get that. We're all busy. And it's one of the reasons why I recommend ButcherBox to the folks that do not have time, but they still want great quality meat. So ButcherBox sources their meat from family-run farms who hold quality and animal welfare as core values. Uh, and this is really important. Like I said, it's important to me. It's important for my clients. And I hope it's important to you too. So if you're going to eat meat, make sure that these animals are humanely raised with the care that they deserve. I'm a stickler for that kind of stuff. And plus, if you go to butcherbox.com forward slash HBR, you save $20 and you get free bacon. Now, I know that a lot of people have bacon cravings. <laughs> Lisa, our very own Lisa has bacon cravings. <laughs> it's one of those gateway foods. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to need to take a, a very short break. But when we come back, we're going to be speaking with Julia Ross. Julia is a world leader in the use of nutritional therapy for the treatment of mood problems, eating disorders, and addictions. She's the author of the best-selling books, The Diet Cure and The Mood Cure, and she has recently released her new book, The Craving Cure, which is perfect for our topic today. And then later on in the show, we have Kay Cole, who is the owner of Blue Zone Wellness. She's a certified integrative nutrition health coach working with women who have lost their way in life, and they may have lost their way due to cravings. So don't go away. We will be right back. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Are you sick of striving for a vision of healthy that just doesn't exist? Join the club. Expert health coaches Andrea Beeman, Michelle Fenighaus, and Lisa Lutan are more than just voices on the radio. They're here to help you make real change in real life. Join their Facebook community, HealthyViewRadio.com, to ask questions, get behind the scenes, and receive early access to special offers and events. Again, you can connect at HealthyViewRadio.com. Remember to subscribe to Healthy View Radio on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You're listening to Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fenighaus with Healthy View Radio. Do you have a question or comment for the show? 
please call us right now at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send us an email from our Voice America radio page. You'll find connections to reach any of the hosts there. Now, back to Healthy View Radio. Welcome back to Healthy View Radio. We are brought to you by Vapor Organic Beauty. And I want to tell you guys about my very favorite product from Vapor. I'm wearing it right now. It's called their Stratus Soft Focus Skin Perfecting Primer. And it's very light. I don't really wear very much makeup. But when I do, (laughs) this is what I wear. It makes my skin look uh, like it was airbrushed. You Not do. Photos, even in person. Right? You're gorgeous. Do we? Thank you. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys, you can check it out and all their other great products at vaporbeauty.com. That's V-A-P-O-U-R beauty.com. And save 20% by using code HVR for Healthy View Radio. This is a natural, organic, luxury brand, and they do not run a lot of sales. So you're going to want to make sure you use that code. And we'll put that in the show notes so that you guys can check it out, vaporbeauty.com. All right. Well, today we are talking about food cravings. And Julia Ross is not only the author of The Diet Cure and The Mood Cure, but now also The Craving Cure. So I know she's going to be able to break down for us what's going on with our food cravings. Julia, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be with you. Oh, we're so glad you're here. And we like to ask every guest a couple of questions to get to know you better. So can you tell us what did you have for breakfast this morning? Yes. As a matter of fact, I'm still having it. Um, (laughs) I made one of my favorite soups last night and woke up wanting it for breakfast too. And it's a zucchini puree soup, which has the most, the smoothest and creamiest consistency and feels so good going down. And I had it with leftover slow-cooked chicken thighs. You both having your leftover soup for breakfast. Soup for breakfast. This girl, I like Julia. (laughs) (laughs) I like that sound of that soup. That sounds awesome. And it's so simple. You can add any fresh herbs to it, you know, that you're in the mood for. I had um, basil and rosemary this morning. Yummy. All right. So soup for breakfast. And then tell us, what is one thing you do every day that has the greatest impact on your life? Well, let me just reiterate, I had chicken thighs as well. Uh, I would never go uh, very long in the day without a nice infusion of complete protein. Um, And would you ask me the second question again? (laughs) (laughs) What's one thing you do every day besides eat protein that has the greatest impact on your life? (laughs) I have uh, an easy job, actually, because um, I wake up and uh, I've got instructions. Uh, I've got ideas. I've got articles to write. letters to write, phone calls to make. Um, I'm basically uh, entranced by uh, the work that I'm doing. Um, and currently that work is to promote the book, The Craving Cure, for reasons that you ladies have already made abundantly clear, but maybe not entirely clear um, I'd love to to get into a definition of craving before we go much further. Yes, please. Tell us. Well, 
you all made mention of lentil soup as a craving, chili as a craving. We, if we get a call at our virtual clinic for food cravers um, from anyone who says something like that, we say, we don't think you need us. Um, <laughs> because that is a healthy appetite calling. Um, what, what we're really up against in this country and what accounts for the fact that um, 50% of us are now known um, to have contracted type 2 diabetes and or obesity um, is that we have a, a different kind of craving, a drug-like craving that really is never satisfied uh, and keeps coming back. And the important thing here uh, is not only that it keeps coming back, but that we know that it's harming us. We know that we're, whatever we're craving is harming us, and we have very specific reasons to avoid it, um, like a real fear of diabetes, um, a real experience of obesity, um, the, the shame of weight gain uh, that's out of control. Um, this is all too real to most Americans. Uh, in fact, this level of craving, this drug-like level of craving, um, has been estimated by the director of the National Institute on Drug Abuse, a woman, by the way, and a uh, neuroscientist, uh, that 60% of American adults are in the grips of uncontrollable food cravings generated by drug-like substances called M&Ms, uh, you know, Twinkies, um, Starbucks lattes, um, and so forth. Um, and and the craving cure is really about recognizing what level of craving we have, um, how our cravings are generated in the brain, and what we can do about them. Uh, fortunately, the brain centers, there are five of them, that generate these powerful, really overwhelming cravings. Um, can, they're all protein-dependent. And there's, they're actually dependent on specific amino acids, which are components of protein. And uh, if we feed these little monsters, uh, they will become normalized and send out signals for lentils and chili uh, instead of chocolate and uh, lattes. Right, right. So can you tell us a little bit more about those five different craving types? Because this is a big part of your book, that there are five different craving types. Right. Um, first of all, we have to find out, are all five of our, appetite, our brain's appetite regulators uh, sending these uh, drug-like messages? Um, if so, we can understand why 50, at least 50% of the population uh, has been vanquished you know, by their cravings. Um, it turns out that some people have one, uh, one of the ap brain's appetite regulators that needs attention, and other people have two, others three, others four, and then many people do have all five. Um, and how do we find out? Well, it turns out that um, it's uh, 
well-recognized in the world of brain science and has been since uh, that field got going um, in the late 70s, uh, that there are certain specific symptoms when any of these five appetite regulators are malfunctioning. Uh, they're deficiency symptoms, specifically deficiency in the supply of the particular amino acid or, or protein that uh, fuels that particular one. So let's take uh, let's take the most common of the craving types um, symptoms. So that uh, craving type I've called the comfort craver. So that kind of craving. Um, is satisfied um, by foods that uh, not only give a big boost of pleasure um, by stimulating the endorphins, our natural pleasure promoters and painkillers, um, they also make us feel numb to pain and discomfort, whatever's going on in our lives um, that is hard to take. Um, and a lot of people who have this particular kind of, of uh, craving find themselves, you know, to be sensitive, to feel sad and lonely, um, even when they're really not lonely and there's nothing to be sad about, um, have a really hard time with actual painful circumstances. They may be the people who tear up at TV commercials, um, and they crave uh, particularly, um, of course, sugar, which uh, has a direct action, uh, temporary action, um, increasing our, our natural endorphin uh, activity. Um, but chocolate is probably the number one uh, food craving for, uh, for the type, type 3 comfort craver. Um, but there are many of these comfort cravers who also crave other comfort foods and can't stop eating them, um, like uh, bread, pasta, um, doughy things, um, and creamy things like ice cream, cheese. So milk products and uh, gluten-containing grains um, actually have uh, ingredients that uh, that have the word morphine in their names um, because they can fit in for some people into the uh, endorphin receptor in the brain are natural morphine um, and give us this temporary high that we never stop chasing. I have a question for you, Julia. Um, so you said something interesting. You said it's when somebody eats this thing and then they can't stop eating it. So because there are many people that um, can satisfy their craving and then they move on like they you know like whether it's a piece of bread or a pasta or something dairy or like it like I had um yesterday a clam chowder and this morning a clam chowder but I didn't eat the whole entire pot so you know what is the difference where where is the thing that doesn't Good shut question. off the 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 question is take well first of all one of the answers is take the whole week um if you look at your food intake for the whole week, is it heavy on creamy milk products? Um, and But more importantly, um, is your diet doing you any harm? 
do you have any reason to suspect it? You know, some people uh, like dairy products and they're part of their daily, um, you know, their daily food intake, but they don't overeat them, one, which is a point you just made. You don't, you didn't overeat your clam chowder. And um, two, their, their health and weight are pretty good. So the, the formal definition of craving, uh, which is the, you know, the key symptom of addiction, uh, is to continue eating despite adverse consequences. Mm, so if you eat a lot of starch, uh, for example, you know, a lot of bread and so forth, um, but you have no digestive problems, you have no unusual weight gain, um, your energy is good, um, your mental function is good, keep it up. You're probably an athlete who is burning it all off or a high metabolizer. So th- that's why it's so important to, to identify. You know, when people are eating against their own will, um, we have had a tendency to scold them, to, you know, bully them, uh, to shame them because we figure they're just not trying hard enough. But now we know that they want to be normal weight. Yes, they are humiliated every day of their lives, um, but they can't. That's the, that's the big lesson of addiction is that there really are things that we don't have control of. And the, the kinds of foods that we're being fed are being carefully designed to uh, make us lose our own control. Right. And so, Julia, that control and the loss of it, you know, is um, is all taking place in the brain. What I what I found when I was looking at your book is that you know you don't just say stop eating the sugar, stop eating the gluten or the dairy if you're you know feeling like you can't stop. It's not just about don't eat this or eat more vegetables. You actually propose that supplementing with specific amino acids, as you mentioned a few minutes ago is really the key to this whole problem. So can you tell us a little bit more about using amino acids? Sure. Uh, you know, we actually say don't bother trying to change your diet, you know, if it's inconvenient at the moment. Just uh, put your attention for the next 24 hours, 48 hours maybe, uh, on taking the amino acids that are indicated by your scores on the craving type questionnaire. So if you're a comfort craver, we would give you one kind of, of amino acid, whereas if you were a fatigued craver who was always craving dark chocolate and caffeinated drinks and diet sodas, caffeinated diet sodas, for example, that would be a different amino acid. And you can take all of the amino acids at the same time. It's, it's not uh, a problem, depending on how many uh, of the appetite regulators in your brain need attention. That's fascinating. So um, you mentioned eating a complete protein with your breakfast. That's one way that we get amino acids into our bodies. And then well, you the, actually... Right. The easiest up. way really to, to fuel up these brain sites with their requisite amino acids is to increase our protein content, the protein content of our, of, of our three meals. We can't skip any meals and we can't skip the protein uh, content of any of those meals, particularly in the first six months or a year, that we're trying to rebuild permanently, uh, rebuild our capacity to generate the brain's normal appetite signals. 
Right. So you said that some people will just start taking amino acids and some people will change their diet, but I would imagine it would be a combination of both when you work with. Right. It's got to be a combination of both. We never advocate just the amino acids, but um, it used to be that more people could just um, follow our recommendations for increased protein consumption three times or more a day. Um, And, you know, drop the sugar quite easily, completely. Um, now it's very rare that we can get somebody to do that. And that, that may be because, you know, only people with the most urgent cravings come to us. Um, so everybody, um, we, we, you know, I, in the book, um, I recommend that everybody try increasing their protein as the first step because it's the simplest. But if they do that uh, for a few days and they still have the cravings, that's going to interfere with their ability to choose healthful food like protein. Because when you're constantly craving sugar, you really can't turn your attention on healthful foods. It's very, very difficult to get real meals in when all you want uh, are these drug-like carbohydrate-based foods. Right. Okay. So we are almost out of time. I know listeners will want to learn more about this whole amino acid thing and read your book, The Craving Cure. Where can they go to find out more about you and about your book? They can go to cravingcure.com and find out about the book and take the questionnaire and find out about my other books and and my blogs and so forth. Um, That's the best way to connect with me. Excellent. Well, we will put a link to your book and to your website in our show notes. Wani, thank Thank you you. so much for being with us today. You already have a sale. Sharon Garland posted on Facebook that she's picking up your book today. (laughs) (laughs) That's terrific. All right, Sharon, you're, you're the first sale. Julia, thanks for being here. And everybody, don't go anywhere. We will be back after a quick break. Helping you make informed decisions for your life. This is Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you sick of striving for a vision of healthy that just doesn't exist? Join the club. Expert health coaches Andrea Beeman, Michelle Fenighouse, and Lisa Lutan are more than just voices on the radio. They're here to help you make real change in real life. Join their Facebook community, HealthyViewRadio.com, to ask questions, get behind the scenes, and receive early access to special offers and events. Again, you can connect at HealthyViewRadio.com. Remember to subscribe to Healthy View Radio on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. Do you ever have an off day? Or is your life positive and uplifting? Making Life Brighter is a forum for positive, inspired, and contemplative thought, showcasing experts in their fields, including authors, musicians, and artists. Your host, Winifred Adams, will bring to life topics to stimulate and make your life brighter. We want to hear from you. Be sure to tune in Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Health & Wellness Channel. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market.
You're listening to Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fenighouse with Healthy View Radio. Do you have a question or comment for the show? Please call us right now at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send us an email from our Voice America radio page. You'll find connections to reach any of the hosts there. Now, back to Healthy View Radio. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Lisa Lutan, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Andrew Beeman and Michelle Fenninghouse. And we just had a really super interesting talk about cravings with the fabulous Julia Ross. Before I introduce our next guest, we have to have a quick little chat. If you've been listening to our show, you know we love talking about poop. So how excited were we, or am I, to thank our newest sponsor, Squatty Potty. Yay! Yay! And I have to tell you, this is truth, truth, truth. My sister called me just a couple days ago and said, oh my God, Lisa, my life has changed forever. And I'm like, what happened? She goes, I found this thing called a Squatty Potty and it's changing everything. And I literally laughed out loud. I'm like, Karen, we have them in every single room of our house and we have had them for years. And she's like, no way. I was like, yes way. These things are amazing. So I can tell you that I love Squatty Potties myself, but I had such a kick out of this going onto Amazon and reading the reviews that other people said. There's over 8,000 reviews on Amazon, and some of these are so funny. I'm going to share them with you. First one. Oh, Squatty Potty, you fill me with endless joy, yet leave me empty. (laughs) I don't know what to do with all the extra time I save now that I poop faster. I think I may take up cross-stitching. Obviously. Yes. (laughs) I love this so much. I started gifting it to people through Amazon Prime while I was drunk at the bar. (laughs) (laughs) And last but not least, holy crap, this is amazing. The turds just fall right out of you. (laughs) Does it get any better than that? So now if you go to www.squattypotty.com slash HVR, you will save 10% and get the best poop of your life. Woohoo! Go squatty potty. <laughs> wait, now wait, Lisa, I have one question for you. You yes. said you have a squatty potty in every room of your house. No, no, in the bathrooms, oh, like in my kids' bathrooms. It was my son who brought it to our attention you know, years ago. Tyler, shout out to you. Yeah, yeah. Andrew, we're just sitting on that one for like oh, every not room. every room. There, there isn't one in the living room okay. <laughs> or the kitchen. We don't want the turds falling out on the rug. Okay, so in this next section, I get to introduce you to an exciting up-and-comer in the health and wellness field. Kate Cole is the owner of Blue Zone Wellness. She's a certified integrative nutrition health coach working with women who've lost their way in life. Whether you experience stress or trauma, Kay helps make your life better. She offers healthy nutrition and diet plans that will not only give you a positive impact, but we'll also provide balance in your everyday life. Kay, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Oh, it is so nice to have you here today. Now, Kay, I understand that you are writing a new book. Yes, I am. Um, as you just mentioned, I am a recent grad of IIN, and while attending, I developed my health and wellness practice, Blue Zone Wellness, 
which primarily focuses on mentoring and guiding women in finding their identity, purpose, and direction. So while I was in school, I had this huge intuitive hit that in order to be more fully actualized as a health and wellness coach, I needed to actually write and publish my own story. So that's when I jumped right into IIN's Launch, launch Your Dream Book course. What's so the, name the title of, the book? of my memoir is When the Birds Sing in Spring, My Journey from Self-Loathing to Self-Love. Oh, that sounds that's great. great. Yeah. About that title, if it has some personal significance. It actually well, does. One time many years ago when my mom and dad were out visiting, we had just finished dinner and we were sitting having conversation. All of a sudden my dad says, Kay, when the birds sing in spring, I always pray that you are okay. And I just excused myself abruptly as I was bursting into tears. And so it touched me so deeply that it felt right to entitle my book that. That's beautiful. What was it like for you writing a book? Well, Lisa, uh, I'm still in the process uh, of writing my memoir. I'll tell you it's not for the faint of heart. It can be a bit of a bumpy ride. Uh, sometimes the process flows so beautifully, and I feel incredible. I'm actually writing my memoir in the present tense, with, tense, which is a bit out of the norm, but I'm doing so because it helps the reader really be there in the moment with me. But other times um, the process brings up layers of untapped emotions, so a therapist on call would be great. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> um, so, so I take and, it you're learning. And also I want to say that I have an amazing accountability coach through this um, book course. Shout out to Lynn and also another very powerful coach um, that has been very instrumental in helping me write the book. Shout out to Amy. Yay, Lynn and Amy. <laughs> so, Kate, what are you learning about yourself through this process? Well, you know, um, be before I began writing my story, I constantly compared my story to other people's stories and came to the conclusion that my story was really not that bad, and therefore there was no reason to write it. Now, actually, you know, halfway through writing my book, I see it really is that bad. <laughs> no, seriously. That's just a mechanism of avoidance. Um, because who wants to face all these layers of untapped emotions? Many of us are avoiding those things. But you know what? They are lodged in the body. So... You can end up with all sorts of disease if you don't, you know, tackle this. And, and writing is a really great way to do that. So I've also learned, Lisa, that I am truly blessed with an amazingly resilient mind, body, and spirit. And what better way to show my gratitude than to actually write my story in the hopes that it will touch others' lives and inspire them. That's so beautiful. So who do you think is the, what type of person would be most interested in reading your memoir? 
I think any woman who has not fully claimed her identity and power would love to read my book. If she's experienced trauma, abuse, neglect, victimization, or anything that made her feel less than, or even if she just feels that way without having experienced any of the things I just mentioned, she will gain insight into herself as she relates parts of her own story to mine. I'm also hoping that my readers become inspired to take action in their own lives. They may need help with that, and that's where I come in at Blue Zone Wellness. Tell us more about Blue Zone Wellness. It sounds amazing. Pardon? Can you tell us a little bit more about Blue Zone Wellness? Um, well, uh you How know, is it different from wellness. working with a therapist or a nutritionist or dietitian? You know, my ideal client, actually, Lisa, who would want to um, work with me at Blue Zone Wellness is any woman who desires to move out from her limiting belief system and small existence into her full potential and power. And what a great day to be talking about that on National Women's Day, right? Right. Truth, sister. <laughs> <laughs> when I was struggling for so many years, girls, I look back and see how much I would have benefited from a Blue Zone Wellness Coach to guide, champion, and mentor me. So my ideal client is someone who is willing to be vulnerable and open to this kind of unique help. Because I'm also a certified professional life coach, so um, I kind of have a unique ability to be able to listen deeply to a person and and figure it out, um, you know, their truth, their deep truth, and, and then having graduated from IIN, I can just top that off with the full range of um, of of incredible information that I've learned at IIN. Well, Kay, we are um, so excited for you and your new book and your new coaching career. And we want to thank you so much for being on the show today. You're awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's Tell everyone how they can contact you and learn more about your coaching and your book. Yes, um, I have a website, blue-zone-wellness.com. And I'm also, I have my own Facebook page, Blue Zone Wellness. Awesome. Well, again, thanks so much for being on the show today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Take, Take care. care. Thanks, Gay. So you guys, Hi, we learned you. lots of, oh, so sorry. We learned so many interesting things today about cravings and amino acids. What's your takeaway? Well, I love this idea of amino acids, particular amino acids being associated with particular craving types. Um, I personally am a little more drawn to the idea of just eating more protein. And that's something that I always have my clients do. And I personally do anyway. Protein should be the focus of every meal and snack, not it's not the only thing on your plate, but you know, <laughs> like I tell people, instead of having spaghetti with like a couple little meatballs on top, have yourself a nice 
you know, nice big one or two meatballs and a little bit of spaghetti on the side. It's a ratio thing. Don't forget the fat. Don't forget those healthy fats. <laughs> That's funny. You know, I'm, I'd like to read her book and check it out um, because I find that personally, I tend to crave more proteins and fats in the wintertime. And in the summertime, I crave more carbohydrates, fruits, salads. Um, and I still have proteins in the summertime, but I know that they are lighter and they're definitely not as fatty. So, um, you know, I'd like to read her insight and see, you know, uh, what she says about that stuff. Uh, but I, I, for me, I'm, I'm going to continue following like I'm such an earth girl, you know, like an earth, earth mom. I'm so connected to the seasons. I just feel like it's different seasons call for different types of foods. Um, and now we're moving into the spring. So I really like to lighten up my proteins and my fats and do like a little bit of a cleanse as I go into the summertime. So, I, you know, there's a, a lot, a lot of different variables. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I'm similar. I crave protein, you know, through the colder months and then the salads start looking appealing again when it gets warm. Whereas in the winter, like forget it. No, in, not much interest. Yeah, but you're not help. having a salad with just lettuce and cucumbers, right? You're going you're gonna to have some beans <laughs> and nuts or something on there. I think that's yeah. right. You can't let the whole meal go by with just uh, giving yourself lettuce. No, yeah, God, I tend no. to crave the warmer cooked vegetables, you know, right. in the in the colder months. And then when the arugula is come, you know, last week I was in Florida and I was eating these big salads every day in this mm. 80 degree weather. And I was like, oh, yeah, I haven't had like that in a while. So it really does matter with the seasons, the temperature, all that stuff. Hmm. All right. I love so the arugula comes. I can't wait for the arugula to come. <laughs> I'm, I'm surrounded by arugula girls here. <laughs> <laughs> my veggie garden is covered in like a foot of snow right now after that storm so it's going to be a while for that arugula to start coming unfortunately oh well, anyway yeah. thank you I thought it was super interesting I'm always fascinated by cravings what we're craving why we're craving it and I think that I'm going to go take that quiz myself and see what kind of craver I am you guys going to take the quiz too and check out those amino acids oh yeah I already did Oh, you oh, did. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I want Pablo to take it because, like, I can have one piece of bread and I'm good, but he can he'll eat an entire loaf. I can't. He can't stop himself. So yeah. I want to find out for sure. Well, sometimes it's a chemical reaction, and it's also when I did that genetic testing, I learned a lot of things. Like, I don't feel full as quickly as other people. So there's so many factors going into it, but it is curious, interesting to take the time to find out what kind of eater you are, and then just set strategies around it. You know, it's not the end of the world. So you just work with it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'd like to uh, remind you all to check out our show on iTunes and leave a review at healthyviewradio.com slash review. Uh, we will be mentioning you if you write something nice about us, which is always great. And just help us get the word out. Spread the word. We'll be back next Thursday, same time, same place. And we hope you have a fabulous week. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to Healthy View Radio. Please join Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fennighaus again for another fun and insightful edition of our show. We're live again next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. See you soon.